Let's talk about the American League Central again. And here's the thing about this godforsaken division. Um, it is the tightest race in baseball right now. I look at Tampa four and a half back of the Yankees, Toronto six back of the Yankees right now. Um, but aside from that, that's it. St. Louis has cleared Milwaukee by eight and a half games right now. But you've got Cleveland in the lead, six games over 500. Minnesota is, is I felt like Joe Biden right there. Minnesota! Minnesota. <laughs> They're a game and a half back at three games over 500. And the White Sox are three days out, like three perfectly aligned days out of being the division leader at 68 and 68. This division, is this the dumbest division you've ever seen? I don't know if it's the dumbest division I've ever seen. I got to be careful. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't want to just spew the hot takes. I know the latest hot take that everyone's throwing out there is collapse, collapse. It's like, no, 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 I'm a Padres fan. I know what a collapse looks like, all right? Yes. That's the Yankees this year, possibly, and that was the Padres last year. The yes. Mets losing it right now to the Braves? No, no it's the Braves a are a good team. Player. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. They're a good team. Uh, so that's annoying. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a really crappy, dumb division. It's at least in the top five that I've experienced um, for sure, man. I just – it's like it makes you question why we're doing this you know like like what are we doing here yeah no so i, I actually questioned that about every facet of my life um Fair why, what are we doing here <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here man? Remind, remind me of the purpose real quick yeah. <laughs> no but i mean dude like here's my thing i will turn on guardians royals and i'm watching for the intrigue of tristan mckenzie versus brady Sim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Cleveland does some good things. They win 4-1. Minnesota, lose again, I sound like Joe Biden. <laughs> they, they, every time I say it, they, I might have to default to the twins. Um, they lose 5-2 to the Yanks on Monday. They were postponed last night. And then the White Sox get blanked by Seattle last night. Um, over the course of like any given week, like if you took any seven-day stretch in recent memory from any of these teams, aside from that four-game winning streak that the White Sox went on, it feels like each team is just trying to shit this division away. I have no idea who wants to win this division. Gun to my head, I think I say Cleveland. I don't even know if they want to win the division. It's really weird right now because it doesn't feel like we are in a hotly contested divisional hunt. It feels like the team that is least battered at the end of 162 is going to be the one to go into the ALDS and get swept. I have an idea. I have a really good idea. Don't Make let the any of season them shorter. Make the season. I'm shorter. so sick of this shit. All right. Here's this. This is everyone complains about the, the time of the games in baseball, which I, I agree to an extent. And I think help is on the way with the pitch clock. Yes. For me, it's you and I, we're drafting our fantasy teams. We're getting excited for football. All right. Why am I only, why do I have to, this is the dead zone of the year. It is the dog days of summer. It just feels like an artificial kind of extension of, oh, wow, look, this team blew it at the end. It's like, no, there's going to, this is just how it is. It's a league of runs, right? Yeah. Teams are going on runs or going on not runs and some teams more than most. Enough, have the playoffs, 
in September. I know we love saying the October thing, Mr. November, Mr. October, whatever, right? I get it. I get it. I understand. But I just think that there's something, do you get what I mean when I say artificial? Like we, yes, but like, is anyone really blowing it? Because this is just kind of going back and forth anyway. You just have to go back and forth at the right time uh, for some of these divisions. And I just think that, you know, with the end of August upon us, it would be really cool if I'm like, oh, wow, the Padres made the playoffs or the Cardinals made it or, you know, what's going on with the Braves and the the Mets. Instead, not going to lie, football's in the spotlight right now. Yeah. So that is, I feel like, um, a take that would not be shot down by many um, mm-hmm. to, to shorten the Major League Baseball season because 162 is a lot. However, I'm going to shoot it down. Ooh. And the rule that I abide by, um, and again, I blank on who I heard it from, but um, I I heard this and, and it's going to stick with me for a very long time. I know I heard it summer of 2017 when I was interning with WGN TV in Chicago, which had the rights to Cubs mm-hmm. and White Sox baseball. So I heard it mm-hmm. associated with somebody with the Cubs and White Sox. And they put baseball in better terms than I have ever heard it put in my entire life. They said Baseball is a sport designed to make everybody involved go insane. And the team that is the least insane at the end of 162 has the best chance to win the World Series. Think about it. The players are going to go insane because they are beaten to a pulp across 162. Mm -hmm. The writers, the broadcasters, the media relations folk are beaten to a pulp after 162. Six months of sleep deprivation. The fans are beaten to a pulp because you mentioned it is a game of runs and, you know, you could have a shitty month and that takes a month off your life. And and then you ride the highs (laughs) like you go through all the peaks and the valleys of a baseball season. I think that there is something to be said about mental fortitude and the ability to get through this Um, and. I don't know who the strongest and, and best intestinal fortitude in the American League Central is. I have no idea. Do you understand my argument, though, there? Oh, I do 100%. I think, um, you know, we always talk about the mental thing of a game where when you're going through a, a slump as a batter, you can't. There's something about how baseball, if you strike out, you can't just immediately do something. You know, you're not guaranteed to make a play on defense. Basketball, you make it miss a shot. Get back on defense. There's still action going. Soccer, same thing. Football, even to an extent, same thing. But for baseball, it's like, hey, tough luck, buddy. I think we're both having um, – there's a lot of tension, I think, on today's episode where we're both just really sad about the state of things. I, it just – it really feels like it. We're both kind of losing it. Okay, we're just well, questioning what's the point of all this. <laughs> can I just say, positive here, saw this tweet from the Wall Street Journal. Steve Bannon expected to face New York State criminal charges Thursday – following an investigation into a crowdfunding campaign to build a wall along the southern U.S. border. That actually got my mood way up. Like, I, that was awesome to read because, like, how stupid can you possibly be <laughs> to donate to a GoFundMe to build a wall? <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty remarkable, I have to say. It's pretty remarkable. So, you know, as bad as I feel about the division that we're covering and, and the state of baseball right now on September 7th, I feel good knowing that there are dumber sheeple in the world than us um so that's my big thought who wins the al central man the the guardians have a type of team and we've talked about this before where you know just a couple innings 
don't worry about it. Even if Cal Quantrill gets gets lit up, whatever. But he hasn't. Our bullpen is, yeah, I know, right? We I want him to so it. bad, but he hasn't. We keep waiting, but it's not happening. <laughs> um, we have that, and then you just Enio De Los Santos, Magachak, um, Emmanuel Class A, all these guys. Um, don't forget about Sandlin. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. It just feels like the type of a steady team. With but that with that being said. I still love the star power of Minnesota. I can't Minnesota. Minnesota every time. <laughs> um, I still love the Buxton thing. I still love Correa. You know, I got to root for Correa. Yeah. It's I I, I want to say Guardians, but I just think it's kind of dumb for us to assume that. I know I said this last week where I could easily see Minnesota go on a run here. After all, they did actually make some moves at the yeah. trade deadline. You know, now, we talk about Sean Murphy a lot. He's actually he homered the other day. And, you know, I'm just saying, as a Padres fan, you can test to, I can attest to what it means to have a catcher that will come through. You know what I mean? Yeah, in Jorge Alfaro. Yeah, naturally. Naturally. Um, What I will say is, yes, excitement offensively, star power offensively with the Twins, but Tyler Malley just hit the injured list again. So this is not working out well for the Twins. Um, So... It's it's tough. Like, and the White Sox, you know, they're actually healthier than they've been all year. Like, they're putting out lineups with Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Yoan Moncada, and you know, Yasmani Grandal all there, which is kind of crazy. Now they're missing the catalyst, they're missing Tim Anderson still, but um Elvis Andrews is a generational talent still at the age of 35. So um he's gonna give you production that is probably only met by Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm still going to go with Cleveland, I guess, because I feel like no team truly wants to win this. But, mm-hmm. yeah, if we agree on that. Um, it's, it's possible that the White Sox go nuclear. Like you said, they're getting healthy. I do have two questions for you, though. Yeah. Number one, do you also, like me, find it hilarious, the Carlos Correa, like, saga where in the background he has to be like no 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 i'm staying because the, all these reports kept coming out that yeah. he's definitely leaving and yeah. then finally someone probably told him they tapped him on the shoulder like hey people keep putting it out there that you're definitely leaving but you probably should say something because your team is all weirded out by this yeah would you uh, mind just like saying i'm staying even though you're not like yeah yeah do the lebron james thing or whatever do or even do the paul george thing which is a funny graphic everybody look at look up uh paul george he says he's staying with every team that he's been on whether it's the thunder or the clippers or the, the pacers it's hilarious but um yeah. and then number two did tony Larusa secretly get fired uh that's that's tough it's tough and i can't speak to it um i don't know anybody that can speak to it aside from jerry reinsdorf and probably rick Hahn. um miguel cairo is the manager right now Mm -hmm. if the white Sox go to the postseason i assume that miguel cairo will be managing the chicago white Sox in the postseason um I don't know. More details, I'm sure, are going to come out in the offseason. But I don't think anybody's going to try and get into the weeds here on, on Tony Larusa in the final month of the season. I don't. Um, Fair enough. Which, which is interesting. Like, you know, if this happened in New York, obviously this is, you know, front page headlines, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chicago and like growing up around Chicago media, 
they're tough on guys in leadership positions in the city of Chicago, but there's some etiquette there. And, and I think that when you see health issue, Chicago media is not going to pester to the point where it's, you know, like HIPAA violation. New York, New York media will HIPAA violate the fuck out of everything. <laughs> they, don't to understand what's they don't give a <laughs> shit. Um, but Chicago, uh, th- there's some etiquette there. And I, I don't think that that they'll pry enough to to get that answer out before the White Sox season is over. Um, Dylan Cease was an out away from a no hitter over the weekend. Yeah. Louisa Rise was the one to break it up because, of course, he fucking was. Damn it. Um, mm-hmm. Cease was your preseason Cy Young pick, man. If Verlander misses two more starts, is Cease the guy? I think so. Um, but I will say, as someone who likes to use F4 and, and use the stats, if there isn't a large enough discrepancy in the totality of stats, though, I like to bring in other extenuating factors because it makes it more fun. Let's be real, guys. Uh, I don't just like when you're at a bar and you're talking about the NBA, you don't go, wait a minute, got to pull up his basketball reference. You know, you don't, no, you don't want to do that, right? You, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. do player efficiency rating. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do player efficiency rating. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that there is a cool story with Verlander, but no one wants to admit it because everyone hates the Astros, right? Like everyone hates the Astros and Verlander. He was the one that was very vocal about people who cheat and whatnot. But in terms of if they didn't have that part, I think people would admit it's crazy that he missed the season. It's come back and hasn't just been effective, but has been like a Cy Young guy. And I think That's that that baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that really matters uh, for not just narrative and whatnot, but it's things to take into account. Uh, when you're voting for Cy Youngs and MVPs and Rookie of the Years and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I'm for that. Um, I don't know what the voters are going to do, though. I don't know if the voters might be like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> something, I mean? <laughs> yeah, something that I love about you and something that makes me really excited that we get, you know, our, our 15, 20 minutes to converse about this is um, while I get shit on constantly for being a narrative guy, like I would love to be a voter because I'm all about the narrative. I'm all yeah. about the Justin Verlander narrative. Um, I feel like you are also a narrative guy because you are a storyteller. You're a natural storyteller. So you lean into the narrative of Justin Verlander and that plays a factor. So I appreciate that uh, real quick. I know you got to run. What is your revelation of the week? My revelation of the week it's funny that we've changed it from recommendation to revelation. It's really classy of you, man. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, not a revelation, but you can do a little self-plug. Yes. Um, I recently wrote for Nerdist.com okay. um, about my favorite story possibly ever, and that is Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, it is a comic book series from 2000 to 2011, around that range. It is, to me, the defining best interpretation of the character is about high school angst and all the other stuff involved i wrote about it what it means to me back when i didn't really have a lot of friends and how he was basically my friend and that story was really great interactions with other characters really really good stuff so you guys go check out that article and man let me tell you if you're burned out by marvel cinematic universe stuff and you're like man what is going on here i for one i am burned out I'm enjoying a couple things every now and then. She-Hulk is pretty solid. Everyone needs to stop freaking out about it. Um, it looks weird, but it's solid. It does look weird. It does look weird. The, this, not the special effects part. I'm saying the content part of people like, oh, why did she do this? Why did she do that? Why did she... T-? Guys, if you've ever read the comics, trust me. Trust me. This is a very out there character sometimes. And she's awesome. I love She-Hulk. But 
I recommend reading comics to kind of reinvigorate uh, your kind of energy towards this stuff. If this is something that you like, because it reminds you of why you were excited for Marvel movies in the first place. Why, when you were younger, you were like, man, imagine if they made an Avengers movie. Read comics, reinvigorate your love. And also it's just, it's easy, you know, yeah. they're short. You don't have to worry about reading, you know, the infinite jest or whatever. Oh, there it is. There I've it is. It. He found I've it. Got it. I've got it queued up. So I'm going to read it. And like, <laughs> what's fascinating is I'm not like a comic. I'm not a Marvel or DC guy. Um, and I'm not sure if you knew that or not. I just like hearing you speak about it because obviously it's something that you're passionate about. And I like hearing things that make other people like fired up. I, I like seeing other people's passion. So uh, I'm a fan of that. Now, uh, you mentioned burnout. Might I recommend two naps in the same day? <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome. I woke up at 8.30 a.m. one day. Um, I was like fighting this sleep deprivation. I got back. Um, I, I also do work with Ball State football. I got back from Knoxville, Tennessee. They opened at Tennessee on Thursday night. Um, team charter. So we fly back um, right after the game Friday or Thursday night. I roll into Indianapolis Friday morning at 4 a.m. I go to bed then. I've got a game that night, that Friday night, and I had a bunch of work I wanted to get done for just baseball on Friday during the day. So I never really let my body, my body catch up. Um, oh, you got me? There yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, you froze for a little bit. Yeah, I never really let my body catch up. Um, and Monday, I wake up and I'm just exhausted, exhausted. So I was supposed to get in the car and drive three hours to go see my girlfriend. I called her and like, I felt so bad. I was just like, can't do it. I'm sorry. Like I, I am so ridiculously exhausted. And she was like, no, I get it nap. So I take my first nap at noon. I get up at one 30. I go do some stuff. I go on a little hot boy walk, like a two and a half mile high speed walk. I come back shower, just chill for a little bit, like three 30 rolls around. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I take another nap and it was incredible. I woke up so refreshed. So two naps and um, a hobbies article at Nerdist ultimate Spider-Man always stood by my side. That's our recommendation. We think the guardians will be the last one standing in the American league central. Thank you guys.